God's people with your host, Dennis Beard. We've been talking about sealing, sealing of God's servants in their forehead, the apocalyptic sealing there in Revelation 7. That is essential to stand in these last woeful days. Now, at where we are now in the body of Christ and the preceding word of God, we're to walk in the light as he's in the light. That is the preceding word. Man shall live by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. That proceeding word is present truth. It's not something we walked in yesterday. It is now faith. It is impossible to please God without faith. And that is now faith. It is current, present truth. And we have to be certain that we are walking in the light as he's in the light. For the path of the just is as a shining light that shineth more and more into the perfect day. And that light is progressive. And we go from faith to faith, from glory to glory. It is essential for salvation because Jesus stated himself that in Matthew 7, in the constitution of the kingdom of God, in that kingdom of heaven, in Matthew 5, 6, and 7, Jesus stated the constitution of the kingdom of heaven, what it means and the bylaws and what it takes to make and be able to enter the kingdom of heaven. In Matthew 5, he said, Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. Then in Matthew 7, he said, Not all that saying to me, Lord, Lord, will be able to enter in. Well, that's a profound statement. Because not only are the newborn babes that are born again of the water and the Spirit, but these are little children. They've gone from babies to little children because they've known the Father. They call him Lord, Jehovah, God Almighty, which no man can call Jesus Lord except by the Holy Ghost. And they said, Lord, Lord, they're saying that Jesus is the Lord Jehovah God Almighty. So if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, that he is the God Almighty, the omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent God, the Father of glory, then we're walking in the light. Those are little children. They're not full grown. But they call Jesus Lord, and no one can call Jesus Lord except by the Holy Ghost. It takes the revelation. Because no man knows the Son but the Father, no man knoweth the Father but the Son, and to whomsoever he will reveal him. It has to be revealed. And that's done by the Lord God Almighty, the Father of glory, the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Why is it so essential that we come into the unity of the faith? Amos 3.3 tells us that no two can walk together except they be agreed. And what does the trumpet have to do with that? Blow the trumpet in Zion. Sound an alarm in my holy mountain. Cry alas. Alas for the day, the day of the Lord cometh. It's nigh at hand as a destruction from the Almighty, so shall it come. Well, it's the same thing to the virgins. Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go ye out to meet him. But the time is now that it says... Uh, that in that coming for that midnight hour, in the middle of that night, it's in the night that the man child is birthed. Not that we're raptured, but that Christ in you, the hope of glory, that keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus unto a perfect man. It's birthed in the night. That's the reason Job said, Cursed be the night, and when they said, A man child is born. 
It's in the night visions that we are sealed when before the four winds are going to hurt the land and the sea and the trees. And it said, hurt not the land, the, the sea, nor the trees until we have sealed the servants of our God in their forehead. Well, what brings us into the unity of the faith? In Numbers 10, we have the gathering of Israel. We blow at one time with a trumpet. We have the princes comes to the, the door of the congregation. We blow with the alarm of war with us out of a trumpet. Then we blow that second time for the gathering of all Israel, the gathering into one. So every time they're going to march, Israel going forth, it was at the sound of the trumpet. When they would blow the trumpet again and the camp of Israel would settle. And each time the Lord will go before his army. Awake, Lord, go before your army. And then uh, rest, O Lord. They'd blow a trumpet on everything that was done, showing us that everything God does, there's a trumpet call, not a cornet or a flute or a harp, sackbolt, celtrial, dulcimer. It is a trumpet. Now, we find there's many different sounds out there in the Christian world. We find it in Daniel 3, verse 5, 10, and 15, three different times on six different instruments. But only the trumpet, the cornet, has almost a similar sound as a trumpet, but it doesn't have that piercing tone of the clarion call by which the voice of God, the voice of our Lord Jesus Christ, is then spoken. The sound of the trumpet and everything God does, he said, I'll do nothing and say, except I show it to my servants, the prophets. In Hebrews 1, verse 1, who are the prophets? God in diverse times and Sunday manners spoken to the fathers by the prophets. Hath in these last days, notice it's not prophets anymore, has spoken to us by his son, Jesus Christ, whom he hath appointed heir of all things. What does that tell us? It means that God is now speaking to the body of Christ and everyone that has an ear to hear knows the leading of the Holy Ghost. But it's the sound of the trumpet. In Numbers 10, we have that trumpet for the calling of the princes to the door of the congregation. We have that for the whole congregation of Israel to come to the door, to gather, to gather into one. Why is that so important? Because everything God did, he did it at the blast of a trumpet. We find over in Exodus, in the 19th chapter, in the third month, where are we? We're at Pentecost. Well, what is Pentecost? Pentecost is the 65th day of the, of the day of the year, the 65th day of the year. It's also the fifth day of the third month, which is seven weeks after the first fruits, which is from the 16th day of the, of the first month. Why? Because they're on first fruits. 
the Day of Atonement on the on the the Passover lamb dying, the death is on the fourteenth day of the first month. Three days later, Jesus is resurrected, first fruits. But then from that day of first fruits, then you number seven Sabbaths and on the morrow. Well, how does God proclaim that? Well, we find that in Exodus 19. In the third month, what happens? Moses goes up. We're going to have all the people coming to Sinai, which is their Pentecost. And what blast? We see here in Exodus 19 that all the people are to obey the voice of God. And there was a trumpet. Verse 16 tells us, and it came to pass on the third day in the morning that there were thunders and lightnings and a thick cloud upon the mountain, Mount Sinai, and the voice of the trumpet exceeding loud so that all the people that was in the camp trembled. Now we have this also in Hebrews 12. That this time Moses said, I exceedingly fear and quake that God at that time shook the earth. He literally descended upon the Mount Sinai in that fire and it smoked uh, there with and the voice of the Lord spoke and the people were exceedingly afraid telling Moses Moses you hear the sound of that trumpet the voice of the Lord and you declare it to us lest we die there Moses said I exceedingly fear and quake it was a time of fear well he said the Lord hath promised Yet once more, I shake not only the earth, but also heaven. There's another trumpet. It's for the calling of the assembly of the body of Christ into the unity of the faith. Why is that so important? Because there's only one body. In John 17, Jesus prayed, Father, make them one, even as I am one in you and you in me, let them be made perfect in one. Perfect in one. Yes, perfecting of the body of Christ. So he gave gifts unto men. He gave apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the, the work of the ministry. Now, the work of the ministry is where we're headed. But that trumpet in the unity of the faith is essential for that to happen. If you take two bars that we have in electricity and these two bars, you have two copper bars and you have protons, neutrons, electrons. They weigh the same. They look the same. They have the same amount of protons and neutrons, electrons. But in the bar that has the electrons gathered together, just a small amount of them, going in one same direction. That's the one that has the power. Well, what's the one with the protons, neutrons, electrons going ever which way? Well, it's neutral. That's your neutral. That copper bar is neutral. Why? Because it cancels out itself. There's no unity at all in electricity. Well, the same is true in the body of Christ. God sent them out two by two. Peter and John, Philip and Andrew, Paul and Silas, but they 
were in one mind and one accord. And that twofold cord is not easily broken. Why do we have one body? Not so many thousands of different denominations. What does that do? It cancels the faith. For the canceling of the faith, this one believes this one, this one believes that, and there's division in the body. And Paul said there's divisions and uh, there's heresies among you, divisions there which are denominations. And he said, I partly believe this. And that those which are approved among you, not approved among God, but approved among you may be made manifest. We see the ones that are approved among you, but they're not approved of God. And we pat each other on the back and we're all going to heaven. Now, what is God doing? He's calling those out to his voice, to that sound of the trumpet, into the unity of the faith. And that's the reason why when we have no two can walk together except they be agreed. It has to be a unity. And that's the reason why in the Pentecost, even in the Old Testament, they were headed for their Sinai, their Pentecost, their seven Sabbaths, and on the morrow, and it was heralded by a trumpet. And the voice of the Lord sounded. And Moses said, I exceedingly fear a quake. Well, why is it? What does that have to do with us in the last days? In these days? Well, God has promised. Yet once more, he will not shake earth only. That was their Pentecost. Well, we find the Pentecost also in Acts of second chapter because their natural Pentecost in the seasons of God with the seven feasts of the Lord, the Moed, divine appointments of God with man, that we have that season of Passover. In that season of Passover, a three feast, Passover, unleavened bread, and first fruits, death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, which are covered in the gospel according to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Then we go to the book of Acts, which is the next season. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were in one mind and one accord. Suddenly there came a sound as of a rushing mighty wind. What's that? That's a move of the Holy Ghost. That's rod of the stem of Jesse. That's the power of God. That's the spirit of God. It's heralded like a trumpet, the voice of God. And that's the reason why the Lord, they were in one mind and one accord in obedience. Why did they have to be in one mind and one accord? As many as 500 brethren had seen Jesus at one time. Where were they? We only had 120 in the upper room. Well, they didn't believe it. Everybody went on their way as we are doing today. Saying, well, you know, things continue as they were. There's no big thing. We have the Iranian proxy, so what? We have uh, the Taliban taking over Afghanistan, so what? But we're okay. And all these things are shaping up for war. And it's against Israel, but it's also against the, what they call the great Satan, the United States. But yet, we're not moved by it because off to work we go because we owe, we owe, we owe. Our focus is on money and taking care of the family, which is wonderful. 
But we have to know the signs of the time. For we're children of the day that that night shall not take off, overtake us as a thief in the night. We're not children of the night. We're children of the day. It's given to us to know the times and the seasons. First Thessalonians 5 verse 1. We are to know those things. And that is heralded by a trumpet, which is the voice of God. Now, the voice of God, the voice of the Lord Jesus Christ, my sheep know my voice, and a stranger they will not follow. Well, the voice of the Lord, the time is coming and now is. When those that hear the voice of the Son of God shall live. Well, why is that so essential? Because it's present truth. It's a proceeding word of God that man shall live by every word that proceedeth what? Out of the mouth of God. God speaking. And that is dynamic. It's not static. It's not something he just said it one time and he's not speaking daily. He's speaking to us every moment. He stands at the door and knocks. If any man will hear my voice, that voice is speaking, and open the door. I'll come in and sup with him and he with me. If any man here have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches, let him hear. That's what he's doing now. And it's calling the body of Christ in the unity of the faith, not a unity of a denomination. God's never used a denomination. He'll have the truth go out, proclaimed, and those that will, by faith, follow that word not following some man-made denomination, but following the proceeding word of God, those are the ones he uses. Those are the vessels meet for the master's use. They're tuned in to the leading of the Holy Ghost, which if we do not follow the leading of the Holy Ghost, that is called uh, there in disobedience, Depart from me, you workers of iniquity. Iniquity is lawlessness. Not following the leading of the Holy Ghost. Iniquity is lawlessness. And it's so easy for these sins that thus so easily beset us to follow the leading of our own heart and not the Lord. Peter thought he was right. He had just received the keys of the kingdom and the revelation of Christ, the Son of the living God. Upon the foundation of the church, God had given him, Jesus had given him the keys to the kingdom, and he's headed to Jerusalem. And Peter says, not so, Lord. He's rebuking Jesus, saying, no, this is not so. And immediately, Jesus turns around and said, get thee behind me, Satan. Now, here's a man, an apostle, disciple of the Lord Jesus, who has just said, don't go to Jerusalem. And Jesus set his face to go there. And Peter said, Not so, Lord. Get thee behind me, Satan, for thou savest the things that be of man and not of God. Yes. So we have to make sure we're not following man-made doctrine for the commandments of God. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things I tell you? So there is a proceeding word of God, a trumpet call, a clarion sound to the body of Christ now for those that have an ear to hear. And it's to gather the body of Christ in one, not a denomination. They're coming out of the denominations right and left. We're seeing that, hearing it, people. 
believers, ministers of God that are contacting us and saying we believe this word and not for us to be a denomination over anyone, but simply a fellowship. Not lording over God's heritage and not judging in the local assembly. We don't rule in anything. We have a fellowship. The Jesus Christ International Church is not a denomination. It's a fellowship of like-minded, one-minded believers in one mind and one accord. That one accord means of one shoulder. We carry the same burden. The burden of the Lord, the burden of the Lord will be cut off. The burden is on us. But we are to bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. One another's burdens is not carrying a denominational license or whatever the case is in a denomination or heresy, which is the commandments of man for the doctrine of Christ. And that is what the Lord's doing now. It is a clarion call, a clarion distinct call that those that have an ear to hear are moving out and saying, I'm following this truth. I'm following the leading of the Holy Ghost. Not man. We're following God. Now, we're here as servants to help you as ministers of like faith, but not to lord over God's heritage. Take heed to yourselves and over all, over all the flock of which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers to feed the church of God, which he hath purchased with his own blood. Not some man-made doctrine. They says this is our bylaws and this is what we do. Then we fence ourselves in. And then by doing that, we cut off the voice of God. And that is why the Lord says, come out and be you separate. Touch not the unclean thing. Stand therefore in the liberty. Wherein Christ has made you free. Be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Whatever. The Lord says, somebody said, well, you got to be subject one to another. Yes. But in the fear of God in the true proceeding word of God. And that requires us to have one mind and one accord. One accord is one shoulder. Literally, Harry, having the same burden, the burden on us for the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's for the work of the ministry. God's doing it now and preparing his army right now for those that have an ear to hear. And it is essential because unless the body of Christ comes together and turns the hearts of the fathers to the children and the children to the fathers in one mind and one accord. He says in Malachi 4, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. We cannot have that disparity. We can't have that disagreement in the body of Christ. We must have the unity of the faith. And that unity of the faith requires the same voice of God that we hear and march according to that trumpet call of Jesus. And that's what he's doing now. That trumpet is sounding loud for the Lord hath promised. He will not shake the earth only as he did there in the days uh, of Moses, gathering the children of Israel out of Egypt and going to their Pentecost on Mount Sinai. There literally the Pentecostal, receiving of the law of God, the Ten Commandments. But 
He said, I'll shake not only earth, but also heaven. So great a work that this is that no more will that even come into mind that God, uh, blessed be the Lord God that brought up his people out of the land of Egypt, that won't even come into mind for this great work that he's doing in the last days, these days. The greatest work that God will ever do on this side, this side of heaven, will be in the last day, great reign of his strength in the work of the ministry he's doing. And now, gathering his people together in one in the unity of the faith. Oh, that they were wise, that they understood their latter end. To the law, to the testimony, the law, the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, to the testimony of Jesus. That's the spirit of prophecy. If any speak not according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. Somebody said, well, wait a minute. We have a Pentecostal light. No, he's already gone past Pentecost, and we're in the next season already in the third day. Though the one still holding back, looking for Azusa Street, looking for uh, the Pentecostal move again, is uh, literally building a grove. It's not present truth, because this is a new thing, a new thing that's never been done before. And that new thing is the new wine. And we must make ourselves as new wineskins for the new wine, the word of God, to be put in. Because if we put the new wine in the old wineskins, the wineskin will burst and both will be destroyed upon the ground. But if we put the new wine in new wineskins, the new thing according to the preceding word of God, in this present truth of the word, then both will be preserved. And that requires us to hear the voice of God, the trumpet of the Lord. And that's the reason. And we've had this Pentecostal move in Acts, the second chapter. But now the book of Acts does not have an amen on it. It doesn't have the end, or so be it. It's still happening right now in dynamic. And it ends, uh, or there pauses, with Eurycladon, the east wind. And uh, that's a wind from the wilderness. It is a wind not to fan nor to purge. It's a judgment wind. And that is where we are now. And it's going on into the final last day work of the ministry, the Jesus ministry. It's called the latter rain. Now, someone said, well, that happened in the 40s, 1940s. No, ask you of rain in the time of the latter rain. So will the Lord make bright clouds, send forth showers to everyone, grass in the field. But it's aim of seven. It's a latter grove after the king's mowings. Why is the king mowing things down? Why is he saying, come and let us return to the Lord? For he hath torn. He will heal us. He has smitten. He will bind us up. Why? Because the judgments of God are laid to the line, righteousness to the plummet, that we may know him, the height, depth, length, and width of Christ. And that is through judgment. For when judgments in the earth, men will learn righteousness, the true Christ. He came from the Father, manifest, went back to the Father, 
now is in us. Christ in you, the hope of glory. The height of Christ is he is the Father. He is God Almighty. What's the depth? He became a man, made himself of no reputation, took upon him the form of a servant made in the likeness of man. There, working as a man, by, by one man's disobedience, sin came to the world and death by sin. Therefore, by one man shall my servant make many righteous through his death, burial, and resurrection as a sinless, spotless, blameless Lamb of God, shed his holy blood, and then, after he was resurrected, was glorified back with the Father's own self, John 17, 5. All power in heaven and earth given unto him, Matthew 28, 18. Me made both Lord and Christ, Acts 2, 36. The blessed and only potentate, omnipotent God Almighty, who only hath immortality, 1 Timothy 6, 15 and 16. He is the Almighty God, which is, was, and is to come. He's the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, which is, was, and is to come, the Almighty, Revelation 1, 8. And he's doing it now for his revelation to be revealed in the earth, the revealed name of God Almighty, Jesus. And that's the reason for all these judgments, be it. Famine, pestilence, sword, and noisome beast. God's four sword judgments to reveal his name. Not to destroy mankind, but to turn mankind to him, the true God, and eternal life. And it's done through the trumpet voice of God. And that's the reason why we have the churches given to us, Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamos, Thyatira, uh, Sardis, Philadelphia, Laodicea, in Revelation 2nd and 3rd chapter. And then we go to the 4th chapter. We're getting ready for the work of the ministry. He's telling us what it is to overcome so we can be in this work of the ministry in Revelation 2nd and 3rd chapter. He's calling us into the unity of the faith, not for Pentecost, not for that, letter, that early reign, the former reign, that reign in Pentecostal reign in Acts, the second chapter. But this latter reign in the revelation of Jesus Christ and the tabernacle reign and the latter reign of the Holy Ghost, which is Jesus only. So therefore, after he shows us what it is to be an overcomer in the second and third chapter of the revelation, then we hear in Revelation 4, verse 1. There was a door opened to John in heaven. Why, John? Because he is forerunning Jesus' second coming in the spirit of Elijah. John the Baptist foreran Jesus' coming in the former reign, but John the Baptist did no mighty, no mighty miracles. But this John, in the spirit of Elijah, will. It'll be a double portion. John foreran Jesus' first coming in the spirit of Elijah. John, the body of Christ, will forerun Jesus' second coming, the latter reign. And I'm talking about parousia. This coming of the Lord will come to us as a reign former and latter in the first month. The last great reign of his strength, Hosea 6, verse 1 through 4. This is the latter rain, Zechariah 10, verse 1. We're seeking for that now. 
earnestly contended for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. That's why it's so important and imperative that if you feel the Holy Ghost dealing with you and your spirit, please give us a call. We have over a thousand ministers now in Africa, India, Pakistan, Philippines, Nepal, that and some in various nations. Uh, but the primary part coming from uh, Africa, India, Pakistan. But they're coming in uh, greatly as they hear the word and said, yes, the Holy Ghost moved, I feel this. And we're here as fellow servants of the Lord, not the Lord over anyone. We're not a denomination. We're not going to rule and reign in the local assembly. But we'll be there for us simply as a fellowship. We have fellowship one with another. Blood flow. It's for the blood flow in the unity of the faith, not for this one to be, oh, he's the great, he's the big chief. No, that is a fellowship in the unity of the faith, the right hand of fellowship in the body of Christ that we've got to have for the power to move the Holy Ghost. It's essential we come into the unity of the faith. That's the reason why people are calling. The ministers are calling now, not for uh, us here at DBM, and the spirit ministries to rule over them, but simply to say, hey, we're in the same like faith as you. We're praying one for another. We're binding up uh, uh, in one mind and one accord that burden, the burden of the Lord upon us, that one mind and one accord is where that burden on one shoulder. It's carrying their, bearing one another's burdens, so fulfilling the law of Christ. And it is essential that as Pentecost broke out in Acts, the second chapter, that they had believed Jesus, the voice that he said, you wait with you until you be endued with power from on high. In that upper room, 120 souls. And there, as many as 500, it's seen him at one time, but there was only 120 in the upper room. Where were the rest of them? Well, they didn't believe and they had other things to do. They didn't think it was important. But the ones that sought their God, they were there up there 10 days. And they seeking the Lord with all their heart in one mind and one accord. Why 10 days? 10 is the number of responsibility. That is the law upon us. What God expects. That's when you've got uh, 10 fingers, 10 toes, 10 fingers, the work of God, 10 toes. That's your walk in the unity of the faith becoming one mind and one accord. It is so essential for the move of God to happen. Turning the hearts of the fathers to the children, children of the fathers, what? In one heart, one mind, in the unity of the spirit. And that's where we're at. Mayor, that's the reason John, there in uh, Revelation 4.1, there was a door open in heaven. Well, Jesus said, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice, John's opening the door. There was a door open to me. And a voice of a trumpet talking with me. That trumpet voice of God, that trumpet is what pierces, that clarion trumpet call, pierces our human spirit. Not some denominational man or some bishop, apostle, prophet. No. The voice of God Almighty is the only one that can do that. Now, sure, he has ministers. They speak according to that leading of the Holy Ghost. And that's the reason in John... 1 John 2, 20, you have no need that any man teach you, for you have an unction from the Holy One. And you know all things. 
and you know all truth and no lies of the truth. That means the Holy Ghost is leading us and guiding us into all truth, not partial truth. Somebody said, well, we'll understand it in the sweet by and by. No, there's a body of Christ that will understand it now, being led and guided into all truth, literally built up in Jesus in all things, not tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine, growing up into him in all things. Those all things are the things of faith, for faith, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And that is what the revelation of Jesus Christ is, that God gave in him to show unto his servants. What? Things. Which must, must shortly come to pass and signified by his angel unto John. Why John? Because John is the forerunner in the spirit of Elijah before the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ when he comes the second time without sin and the salvation of his saints. It's the second advent. For the Lord shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of their archangel, and the trump of God. The dead in Christ shall rise first. We which are alive and remain shall be caught up to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort you one another with these words. But before then, that day of Christ will not come till it come the falling away first. The man of sin be revealed who opposeth all that is God or is at his worship, so that he as God setteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. That's not the mosque of Omar being broke down and a new temple being built. That is naos, not, not an iron, not a physical brick and mortar temple. It is uh, naos. Just as Jesus said, destroy this temple. In three days, I'll raise it up. They said 40 and six years were they in building this temple. You're going to raise it up in three days? Jesus spake of the temple of his body, naos, not iron, not a physical brick and mortar temple. And he's using, Paul's using the same naos in 2 Thessalonians 2, setting in the temple of God, the Antichrist, the man of sin, Sending in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Paul said, remember you not when I was with you, I told you these things, these things of faith. That's where we are now. And only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. That's civil government, the government of God here in the earth, not the Holy Ghost, because he's with us always until the end of the world. Amen. And then who, after that wicked one, well, be revealed, whom the Lord will consume with the brightness of his coming and the sword out of his mouth. And for this reason, that because we're not listening to the voice of God, God will send strong delusion. Who? God himself, not the devil. For God himself will send strong delusion that they all might be damned who receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Well, the ones that are full age are well-versed in the word of righteousness, Hebrews 5. It's the babies that's not. They're born again, but they're unskillful in the word of righteousness. This is the word of righteousness that is going forth to the body of Christ now. It's the word of righteousness in present truth of the preceding word of God by which man shall live thereby, which is the body of Christ. Jesus, the head, and we, the body of Christ, making but one body, one spirit, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, who's above all, Father of all, and in us all. So that work of the ministry. There, John says, a door open to him, a voice of a trumpet saying, come up hither. Here's a higher revelation. 
not rapture. Why? Because I will show you things. Those are the things of faith that will come to pass hereafter. Well, that is the things of faith. So those that read and keep the sayings of the book of this prophecy, not a hearer of the word, but a doer, will be blessed. They will be meet for the master's use and the work of the ministry. It is essential that we, the body of Christ, comes together in one. And it is very easy now. We have the internet. We have various uh, uh, sites, Facebook, Zoom, Skype, different things and uh, tools available to the body of Christ where we can meet each other in the unity of the faith, travel, and their uh, edifying of the body of, the, of Christ, edifying of itself in love. God's doing it now. That's so essential. So no two can walk together except to be agreed. For the move of God to happen in the last days, it won't be a few over here scattered and a few over there and arguing about this or that. They'll be in the unity of the faith. They will have this revelation of Jesus that God gave unto him to show unto his servants, the servants of God, that will be sealed in Revelation 7. Those servants, things which must shortly come to pass. That's the things of faith. And it's revealing it now. It's a revelation of Jesus Christ, not the revelation of the Antichrist. So we're seeing that it goes from seals, trumpets, and vials. And uh, that's the reason why he tells us the overcomers in the second and third chapter of Revelation. Then in the fourth and fifth chapter, he talks about the new, the living creatures, the new thing that God is doing and bringing the seals and a white, red, black, and pale horse rider, the word of God. And one of the four beasts that come and see, the four beasts are the Zoe, the living creatures. Those are the redeemed of the Lord, Revelation 5. And they are not angels. They are the church of the living God and a higher level than Pentecost. They are tabernacleists. They've gone higher. They haven't been raptured yet, but they're in the proceeding truth of the word of God. And they are the ones that will stand up as one man. Why one? Because they're in the unity of the faith. Don't you know that all run in a race, but only one winneth the prize. When to win a prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus, we must be in the unity of the faith. We must be gathered together as one. One mind and one accord. One shoulder. And carrying uh, that burden that is upon us, the body of Christ. No other way will do. We can't just Oh, we got a fundraiser. We got this or our denomination sent a few missionaries over there. No, it's a call, a universal international calling of the body of Christ into one. And he's doing it now. It's happening right now. So we are called. He gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints. They all hearing that unity of the faith. One mind, one accord. That mind's the mind of Christ. That one mind is the only the one sealed in their foreheads that have the mind of Christ, which are the servants of God in the present truth. Not Pentecostal, not going back, but forward, literally to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ and to a perfect man. That's what the Lord's doing now. So 
and for the perfecting of the saints. Into what? For the work, what are we doing? For the work of the ministry. It's a Jesus ministry. This gospel of the kingdom being preached to all the world for witness in all nations, and then the end will come. That's the work of the ministry we're called for. For the edifying of the body of, of Christ. The edifying of the body of Christ is, is whenever joint supplies, we have to join together in one, the unity of the faith, of which every joint, it's compacted together, of which ever joint supplies. You have a bone to a bone. We come together. And that joint, there's power. Of which ever joint supplies. How do you have a joint? A bone to a bone. Then you have a joint. They join together. There's your Ezekiel 37 army. There that will happen for the war in Ezekiel 38 and 39, which is right there looking before us as the signs of the times. But before then, there will be a great move of God. This gospel of the kingdom being preached unto all the world for a witness unto all people, all nations. Then the end will come. Whichever joint supplies, the bone to bone, we're coming into one. God's doing it now. Give us a call. Let's join together in one in the unity of the faith. That's imperative, essential that we will have this flow of the Holy Ghost in the same direction. Not these chariots pulling, rustling against one another, but in the unity of the faith. Every chariot, a cherubim, the ones that's got this unity of the faith going straight forward, not jostling one against another, but straight forward in the unity of the faith, being of one mind and one accord. And that, he says... Uh, for the work of the ministry, the edifying of the body of the, of the body of Christ in the unity of the faith. That unity of the faith is what brings us together as one son of man. That son of man revelation is one mind and one accord in the proceeding word of God in present truth and walking in that light and that present truth in the power of and through the supply of the Spirit and the power of God. And that will be the greatest move of God that's ever been seen of our Lord Jesus Christ before the second coming of the Lord. It's called the unity of the faith. Unto the knowledge of the Son of God. That knowledge, that's another thing that is essential. It's all for the knowledge of the Son of God. The knowledge is not gnosko. But is epigonosco, epi, much higher, much higher than Pentecost, just knowing him after the spirit and not after the flesh, much higher, epigonosco, coming to the full measure of Jesus Christ under perfection. And that says it, to the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man. Who's that perfect man? Jesus the head, we the body of Christ, making one man going forth in the whole earth. And that proclaims the gospel of Jesus Christ unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, revealed in through the body of Christ, not a denomination. And that is a deterrent for this move of God. Somebody said, well, I belong to this, and my denomination is that. I'm this, I'm that. When you say that, it's where the tradition of the elders have made the word of God in none effect. It neutralizes the power of God. But when you say, Lord, I want to hear your voice, me personally, I'm your child, 
I'll be the one standing at the white throne judgment, and I'll give an account to you. Therefore, I want to know your voice as I'm your child called by your name. Assuming I've been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of my sins, and I've received the gift of the Holy Ghost, and I know that you're the Father. You're the Father of glory. I've known you're the Father. I've gone from a newborn babe to little children. Now I'm an overcomer. And overcoming, they're in the faith. I've overcome the wicked one through the word of God being strong in me. 1 John 2, 12 through 14. There is that work of the ministry that God is doing right now for this last day move of God far, far greater than what it was in the former reign of Pentecost. Far, far greater than what we've ever seen because God's doing a new thing. Those that have an ear to hear, right now we're joining together with you, you with us. That just as Jesus prayed in John 17, Father, make them one, even as I'm in you and you and me. It's through the work of the Holy Ghost, not us, not through denomination, not through the letter of the word, the letter killeth, but the spirit giveth life, but walking in the light as he's in the light. Walking in present truth and the proceeding word of God, by which every man shall live by that proceeding word of God, the word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. That trumpet voice talking with John saying, come up hither, our level. It's not Pentecost, it's tabernacle. It's not Pentecostals, it's tabernaclist. And he said, I will show you things, those things of faith, all of it. How do we know it's all of it? Because John in Revelation 10, he said, the seven thunders uttered their voices. And I was about to write. He said, see, thou write it not. This is coming through the word of God, the Bibliorydian, the little book. That is the revelation of Jesus Christ, which is the words of the book of this prophecy. It's the last day truth of God unto perfection. And notice that every church that Jesus addresses in Revelation, the second and third chapter, I know thy works. Every one. Why? Because it's works that accompany salvation. Not works of the law, that, is, that no flesh would be saved thereby, but the righteousness of God by faith, the works that accompany salvation. So therefore, we are to enter into his rest. He that's entered into his rest has ceased from his own labors. Their works do follow them. Their works in the Holy Ghost. And that is not of the law. It is by faith. That grace reigns through righteousness. Righteousness are what the body of Christ is receiving now. The ones that know what righteousness is. It's Christ in you, the hope of glory. That's righteousness. It came from God, went back to God. Now, now is in you to bring many sons unto glory. That glory that will be revealed in us, the body of Christ. Because our testimony among you was believed. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. How do you understand the book of this prophecy? Through the spirit of prophecy. What's that? That's the testimony of Jesus which is none other than the faith that was once delivered to the saints. And you'll see that in Revelation 12. This is the man-child caught up to God to his throne. And those are the ones that keep the commandments of God. 
the remnant of her seed. Not all the church is going to go in. It's the remnant of her seed, the church. Seed that keep the commandments of God. That's the love for God. We keep his commandments. That's the love. That's charity. And have the testimony of Jesus. That's the faith that was once delivered to the saints. That's what God's doing now. So the unity of the faith is what we're called for. We need to hear from you. As and we need to be one with you. If you believe this word, if the Holy Ghost is dealing with you, if we are in one mind and one accord, and if so, then please call us. If the Holy Ghost is bearing witness with your spirit that this is the truth, please call. Drop me a letter. Drop me a letter to Post Office Box 2906. Write it to me, Dennis Beard. Post Office Box 2906, Longview, Texas. Zip code 75606. Or you can reach us through the websites. Or you can ask questions. Maybe you have questions. And it may be not still clear as to the preceding word of God and the truth that is now shining to the believers right now. If you have questions, write us. You can do so. Or you can ask the questions. We'll do our best to answer them by sealinggodspeople.org or sealinggodspeople.com or dennisbeard.org We thank you for your prayerful support and your generous offerings that you are giving because it's through those that were able to keep this podcast coming to you and on the air. Pray for us as we pray for you that God is doing this great work now bringing the body of Christ into one one mind, one accord for the work of the ministry. Well, until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Spirit saying, Behold the real Jesus.